Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Baptist Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo, full furnace, baby. We out here. Come on. Out here in these streets. Hey. Cool. <clears throat> Did you guys hear about this new One Piece live action movie that they're planning to do? One Piece? Yeah. No, I, I, I saw the Cowboy Bebop one with mm. John, John Chu. I think, and people are outraged for whatever reason. I think he looks okay. I saw, I saw um, a Tokyo Ghoul live action. Oh, they've had those. They've had yeah, two of those. Yeah, I, I think it's been out because I was looking at. I was, I just YouTube um, Tokyo Ghoul and I saw yeah. it. It was fourteen minutes, but the um, the thumbnail that they had did, didn't didn't convince me to watch it no there's an actual like full feature length movie really there's two then the unfortunate thing is neither of them have english subtitles <sighs> i used the vpn to go to well i didn't go to china but i made it look like i was watching from no not china japan and i downloaded both of them and neither of them have subtitles and turns out you pay for the rights to use subtitles because they only showed it in japan they never mm. paid for it on netflix so I can't find the subtitles for it, unfortunately. But there's you can literally... learn Japanese. Sorry? You, you can learn Japanese. <laughs> learn Japanese to watch two movies. Yeah. Right, who's in hot seat this week? You are. Oh, mad. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in hot seat this week because I've got a question that I want to ask. Uh, I'll be in a hot seat because Peter was in a hot seat last week. Great. Cool. All right. Share, share, sharing the wealth around. Shall I go first? Yeah, go for it. Oh, yes. When men knocked on Lot's door to ask for his visitors that they might anally rape them, mm-hmm. Lot decided it was a good idea to offer up his two daughters. Yes. Virgin daughters. Yes. Was Lot right to do this? Do you know what? Them, them parts of the Bible really, really don't sit well with me. Like even the Levite, who pushed his concubine out mm. and then in the morning he stepped out and was like get up let's go what and didn't he cut her body into pieces and said yeah, he cut of her into 12 pieces, 12 pieces and sent her out wait hold on just just on that because i don't imagine they had really good refrigeration um uh, <laughs> technology then uh, so someone was walking around with it with, yeah. with a satchel yeah. of a woman's head right like, yeah, lord uh yeah yeah i've like them them stuff have never sat well with me mm-hmm. um and again you you did rightly say that um culturally traditionally just um socially economically um things were much different in that and not that it condones rape or that situation but just that um like just culturally men were the breadwinners and so women aligning themselves with men was almost securing Mm. patriarchy yes just securing a sense of just stability and Mm. and just like an economic structure even if they were going out to to do um 
to do work as well, as we see in the case of um, Ruth and Boaz. Mm. But there was still a sense of like Boaz was the one who had the economical stability and Boaz was uh, Ruth was initially leeching, um, but then was brought in. Um, so yeah, it, it, it hasn't it hasn't sat well with me. I, I look at it and I'm just like, yo, like how can we condone this? Because not only are these your daughters and you're sacrificing your daughters at the expense of a random random men. Um, yes, like in hindsight, we know that they were like angels of God and stuff. But bro, they could have just been any man just come off street. And not only were they virgin, but they were also engaged. Mm. So you were willing to give them up to the mandem of the country to do their madness and then be like to the other guys who they engage. Oh yeah, here, here my daughter still, you looking, yeah, yeah, man, still collecting that bride price. What? So yeah, I, I don't know how I don't know I how give to you a discount for no like that <laughs> for each the violation. Man. So yeah. I, I really don't know how I can justify that. But the one thing that I will point out, and it strikes me now, is is the graciousness of God in that the angels were like, no. Mm. Mm. Um, in that situation, we see like God's activity that prevents that from happening. Mm. Um, and then God, like the angels pronouncing judgment and just being like, yo, like these people are going to die. Mm. Um, not only as a result of, yeah, as, yeah, as a result of what they've been doing, like, um, so that, that for me brings a level of comfort mm. in that God stopped that from happening. Like there was, there was a direct, um, intervention, which prevented that from happening. Um, even though culturally, because I, I do think it's more culture rather than um, than something that God had in in like stated to happen, which nowhere in the Bible God has been like, yeah, give your daughters over to be raped, mm. um, like that that hasn't been stated. So I think it's more so culture yeah. um, than anything else, and God stepping in at the right time to be like, yo, stop. I will deal with these people. Um, I will safeguard you for for willing to to protect me and stuff. Um, but I'm gonna save not only you but your family. Go, let me deal with this. Um, so yeah, I I am great that I see God's graciousness in that, but I don't know how I can justify that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I was assumed that Lord knew that they were angels. He could have he could have some inclination because think, obviously Abraham like clocked as soon as he saw them. Yeah. Yeah. I think but for me, also I oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was Robert. gonna say I like I I feel like if Lot knew they, they were angels, I think in his mind it was better that his daughters be given to the wolves than these uh, messengers of God who will come to him. Yeah. For, for him to give them over, yeah. which is which is crazy, but in the hierarchy of importance, <laughs> I think you saw the no, yeah. no. I, I think if he didn't recognize their, um, you know, their, their significance as as messengers of God, I don't think that would have been his first 
um, reaction to just any strangers that come to visit you, you're going to give up your daughters. I think he recognized there was something about them. I think he knew they were messengers of God. Mm. Um, that's why he, he did that. However, I think as I'm thinking of it now, um, I, I think I don't think Lot was himself that great a guy. Like, mm. this is a guy who, I mean, you know, call it what you will but when given the choice to choose between to choose where he would go following his uncle he chose the land that was you know that was prosperous that looked fruitful um was that a bad thing to do though well it wasn't a a selfish thing to do do. it was a selfish thing to do yeah because your uncle had brought like your your wealth can almost be attributed to the blessings of your uncle yeah yeah and i think if anyone with an altruistic bone in their body would more than likely, I would imagine, try and find some sort of compromise as opposed to, I'm going to take this fruitful land and then I'm not going to be concerned with where you go, if that makes sense. Um, and also, so, so I think his offering of his daughters is just as much a reflection of who he was as a guy, you know, who he was as a man. And, you know, if he having recognized that you know it presuming he recognized that they they were messengers of god i imagine he probably should have turned to them then to do something to that's, pray that would have been my oh, pushback you know i will I, I imagine that's what abraham would have done you know when he when god said he's going to destroy that's, abraham that's what he did do. He bargained. yeah exactly he bargained. he bargained like yo can we can we sort something out exactly so i would have imagined if he knew god as well as he should have um he would have he would have gone to them he would have said can you do something well, look at what these guys are trying to do they want to rape you can so, you help us out you know um so i think it's more a reflection of who emasculate he was. them yeah um but yeah no I'm, I'm happy with that and and it's i think the reality of it is a lot of these stories because i believe they are historical um I think shouldn't just be taken at face value, which is what we sort of have done, which is what I have done thus far. It's just, okay, yeah, Lot gave up his daughters, but the angels came and blinded them in. And then, you know, his wife turned to dust, his wife turned to salt and his daughters raped him. Um, which is mud. But again, how again, drunk How drunk do you get? Well, it's, it's not even that. It's also what state of mind did the daughters be in to think that that's a good idea? Like there's dysfunction there as a family, yeah. if if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's the whole thing reflects. Well, maybe all. it seems like dysfunction to us, but maybe in. Like, well, then, no, because that's why they got him that drunk. Like they uh, knew it was not right. Yeah, they knew they knew that he wouldn't he wrong. wouldn't do it. Yeah, um, at least. But it's, it's like th- their reasoning was very much our father's name would stop with us. Because um, there's no men. Because there's no men to kind of in the world anymore. <laughs> Them are not living in caves now. Yeah, but you just left Abraham like how many years ago? Abraham's there. Go and find one of his servants. Like there's ways around it. I don't see why that's there. That's that's a good that's a good argument. But yeah, like. I guess it's easy to say that in hindsight, because like maybe, maybe for them they didn't know that they could go back to Abraham. They may not even know where Abraham was at that time. But then there's there's also the fact that they they're probably in a in a weird state where they have just lost their mother, not to any natural thing, but to their mother turning into salt. Salt. That's I I imagine there's some shock there. Like, yeah, what happened? (laughs) And then she got assaulted. 
these angels and this this whole situation. So yeah. So, so, <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> she got assaulted. <laughs> Disgusting. Well yeah. So it's it's all interesting. I think I think we should pay more attention to some of these things um, yeah. in the Bible and, and mm. discuss them in more depth sometimes because I think there's a lot there's a lot to be gone out there. Kind of interesting but, that she was turned into salt as well. Um, mm, mm. And I, I don't quite know, like I know someone has done some sort of exegetical studies to be able to extrapolate the relevance of salt and why that was a, um, an adequate punishment. Wasn't salt so valuable back then? Wasn't salt like a valuable commodity? Or was that I, later on? I think, I think it was. And I think even in terms of just... Um, <laughs> so that riches for a lot in his family then just gathering yeah, them up, just washing away. Um, even just just like preserve uh, as a preservative and stuff like that, it was valuable, especially not having the refrigeration system and stuff, and even God having set up covenants of salt and stuff. That's where my mind went more so towards in terms of covenants of salt, um, especially with like the Elijahs and the and the man there. Um, just seeing if there was a relevance with that. Um, I don't know why my mind goes to salt of the earth and being an example, like we mm. are the salt of the earth, but not in a punitive way, yeah. But that, that was punishment, that was punishment, um, but it is an example, it is an example, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with that answer, though. I'm happy with that answer. Appreciate your honesty and candidness. Hello, Moses. Okay, my question now is this. I've been thinking about this during the week. <laughs> I thought it was a funny question, so I wanted to present it to you. <laughs> In your humble opinion, humble. if... if I think if problem, we, this question is going to be problematic. A little, a little bit. It depends, depends, depends on how you feel about it. In, in, in your humble opinion, if all the three of us were to leave the faith, what would the reason behind it be? Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think this is a scary question. <laughs> oh, it's also interesting to hear what Mo is going to say because yeah. it's going to be reflective of your opinion of us. <laughs> oh, I genuinely can't think of a reason why we would. Um, I think on my part if the church was to do something mad to black people that 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 may, may was push. I as as soon as I started thinking about it, I was gonna say for you it would definitely be a racial thing. Yeah. It would it would be <laughs> if the church was to do a madness to um to if you saw another crusades or something. Yeah. Your crusades weren't even thinking I guess more Puritan stuff. More creatures on slave ships and stuff. No, like that man just man would turn MLK. Um, I think Robert, Robert would, if if there was like a mad scandal around um, sexual assault and abuse, um, I did. No, not you. Okay. <laughs> not you. But um You don't think it would be more of a Delilah situation for Robert? Nah, 
I think I think yeah, actually, no, true, true, true talk, true talk. It, it would it would even it, it would be something it would be something sexual. <laughs> it would be something sexual. Whether so, against someone else or to him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Delilah bears like, oh, show 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 me the the root of your power. Um, two man's man's out here in Brixton dancing naked. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, f- I think Robert would be a babes. Robert, Robert would be a babes. It would be over babes. <laughs> for it would, I think, yeah, for Robert, it would be over babes. I, I was gonna say if there was a scandal that babes were being abused, but no, I think you're right, Peter, in that like a babes lured him away. Like, Sullivan, that that whack was too good that he do. He was just like, yo. <laughs> Yo, this is East Fan. Think about the difference I can come in if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think disgusting. I think with Robert, I'm thinking, I think with Peter. Um, I think with Peter, it, it would be, um, it, it would be a systematic picking apart of the faith. Um, mm. So more so from a perspective of not so much an intellectual picking apart or a scientific picking apart, um, but a deconstruction of the faith that almost mm. renders it void, um, where Jesus historically is, is disproved, um, mm. like beyond all refutable proof, like Jesus never existed. Um, I think... And then a systematic dismantling of the foundations of what faith was about. So I think for Pia, it would more almost be almost be like an engineering unpicking of the faith that dismantles it, um, that he can't refute. Because I know that with Pia, there will be very much an argument of, but it's faith, like it's it's this like belief. But then Pia is like, huh. That's interesting. And then another another block, another domino piece falls. Huh. And then just just that just that sequence of events um, would be what would um, I, I I presume would would almost lead to um, yeah. So I think for Peter, it, it would be more um, an engineering unpicking of something. For myself, it would be racial. For for Robert, it will be a babes. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I was gonna say, I think, I think for 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 Moses, it would be a dissatisfaction mm. in terms okay. of like, because like I I really much see you as someone who who likes to gather information, have as much information as possible, mm-hmm. and I think. No, I, I don't think this will happen. But if if there was ever a, a, a time where you've gathered as much, you're at a point where you've gathered so much information and you either feel dissatisfied with what information is telling you about God or about Christianity in general, mm. then mm. you would leave. Interesting. What about, what about Peter? I think for Peter, he would have to like literally like go mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
literally like <laughs> yeah like he he's in, he's in the site like what's straight, it straight jacket straight jacket joker type flex yeah mm. I think might yeah. start hearing voices if you just sit in the Jesus is that you um yeah how mm. about yourself yeah, no, I, so, I mean, yeah, I definitely thought it would be a racial thing. Like, once Robert started, said, men said it, I was like, yeah, for you, I, I would think it would be a racial thing. Um, for Robert, a babes thing. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it, would, it would involve babes in some way, means, or form. Um, and for me, yeah, like, thinking about it, it's one of the things where, like, I'm thinking down different routes. I'm thinking, if I think I'm cool, I'm probably not... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking, oh, this couldn't do it, and I'm like, hmm, maybe it could. <laughs> well, that could. <laughs> I'm just picking holes in my whole theology so far, and and you're right, it's it's sort of the um, if someone's to you know very uh, well, very eloquently sort of uh, present information um, that renders you know the things that our faith are built on renders them um mute i imagine i'd struggle with that mm. uh, I, and think you know like you said in my head i was like oh yeah but it comes down to faith and i think i don't hold on to too much the sort of intellectual side of things mm-hmm. and it's like yeah i don't understand everything but no one understands everything so yeah. you could say things that i haven't heard before you could say things that I don't know and give me the information. Like, okay, cool, faith. But then at the same time, there's that thing. It's like, so I think my faith is strong enough. And then, you know, it could prove to not be. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. As, as we're talking, I'm just thinking of so many different things that could cause me to fall. I'm like, yeah, yeah. God, help I think, me, please. I think for you, it, it would almost be that seed of doubt mm. that grows. Mm. It almost like the snowball effect. Mm. Um, someone just plants it and it just walks away and then it just, just snowballs. Um, to the and I like I legit think it would drive you crazy. Mm. Mm. I legit the, think it would, yeah. The 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 other thing, the counter thing, is how Paul said he was fully convinced. You know, and so I'm thinking now. I'm looking back on experiences and looking back mm. on life, and I think you know, there's so many instances where I can't attribute it to anything else. Yeah, than to God. So yeah. if there's someone to come and say oh, actually, we did a blind study of this and it found out that every occurrence of prophecy has actually been because of this wavelength that we're attuned to and it's actually a matter of physics and we can now prove it and make it. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. Those sorts of things I, I wonder would, would struggle, mm. I'd struggle with. Because those are things that I fall back on is I'm, I'm convinced, I'm fully convinced because this yeah. but then you know uh, i can't remember the writer he said sufficiently advanced technology presents as though it were magic because we don't understand it mm. and so if we then get technologically advanced enough and then someone's like oh actually this prophecy is actually because of this and we can now prove it uh-huh. and the reason why you feel peace about this because of this uh-huh. <laughs> you know but Praise none of that happens to any of us. Right. You know what? Yeah, there was at, there was actually a time where I was in Robert's position. That I oh, was like, we're going in babes. Babe, I was like, yo, and I actually prayed about it. I was like, God, the only thing right now mm. that will lead me away from you is Gal. 
What was her name? Yeah. Huh? It, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't even her. It wasn't her specifically. I'm not gonna drop her name. It wasn't her specifically. It was sex. I was gonna say mm. it was. <laughs> it was, was a whack. Like, you know, like that. I was just like, yo, like that. That is the only thing that I'm like. Was it that good yet? No, because it, it's like <laughs> the conviction. The conviction was there. I'm like, I can't do this, but I want to. I can't not do this. <laughs> you know, like that. It's just. It's just there. Yeah. And I was just like. I it's like not doing it was just like oh I want to do it and then when I do it though it's just mad conviction. I shouldn't have done it. And then I was just constantly in this state of just going back and forth. And I was like, I was I was just getting tired of it. And I was like, one of it is gonna have to go. Mm. And I, I legit prayed and I was like, God, like this feels like make or break. And all, like this is the, within that time in my life, I was like, this is the one thing that could make me actually walk away. Mm. So I'm like, you're gonna have to do something. Um, and he ha- he did, he did. So yeah, that's definitely grateful for that. Furnace would have been totally different, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good question, Robert. Oh, that was yeah, fun. That is, <laughs> that is a good choice to not jump on the hot seat, but yeah, in the hot seat next week. We're in the hot seat. I've got cool. a question for you already, so let's go. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. All right, let's get into the topic for today. So I came across this article this week. I thought was... Sorry, this what? This article. Oh, sorry. I thought you said altercore. I was like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's posting up altercores now. No, so basically in the news this week, there was a teenager who was demanding, how much is it? 2.5 million pounds in compensation. Okay. Because she, after she learned that she was swapped at birth with another baby, came yeah. So this came to light after one of the ladies took a DNA test and found out that she wasn't related to her mother, father, who she thought you know his mom, mother, father. And it, it came about because her and another baby were both underweight and placed in incubators, and then they got handed to the wrong parents. <laughs> wow! How old is she? She's nineteen now. Oh. Imagine it. Imagine you go through your whole life, think your parents are your parents, only for it to be like, nope. What? Weren't there any like defining features that weren't there? Like, oh, I look like my dad. No, I look like my mom. No, I look like neither of them. Like, like, I don't know. I want. I would. I would like to see pictures, but you wouldn't think of that though. Like you would, you wouldn't, you would if if you have no reason to question it. But no, but but the thing is, it, I, well, it may just be our culture, but with Leia, Noah, even Amelia, I'm always like, oh yeah, like Noah looks like this, like no, and like oh he's got my features there, like blah blah blah. Like I'm always even like with you and Zara, I'm always yeah. like oh yeah, like I'm always seeing resemblances and pointing them out and stuff. And as soon as I see people's kids. I was like, oh, like really looks like you, like this and that. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I'm not sure if it's just culturally. Um, the reason I say that is because you see some families and the kids might be like foster kids or like adopted, yeah, and you'd never know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, unless someone says, especially if it's like a good family, and you know that's not an issue. You know, you'd never know. Yeah, you these know, people are Spanish, says, mm-hmm. and I guess. I guess when you're from the same country, it's a lot harder than when it's like mixed from. Yeah. yeah. Who's she? Who's she suing then? Is it the, the um, hospital? The hospital. The hospital. That's peak. Hospital. They can hold that L. They can hold that L. Yeah, but two point five for what? Like for what? For for what? For mixing for them a, up. For a life. For a life. But the thing is, if she gets two point five, 
the other person's going to be like, yeah, hey, I want 2.5. Yeah. <laughs> I want 2.5. And then yeah, the parents need- will be like, yo, let's get some of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we live through this as well. So let's you get know, some of And so, yeah. And, and so it just got me thinking like these two girls have lived completely different lives from what they would have. Mm. And then, and their parents would have raised a child that is their own, but it's not their own. Yeah. Mm. And then it got me thinking about the whole thing about, you know, some, you, you know how sometimes people adopt children and like the mindset they would have as to, no, okay. I was thinking about, can you truly love a child in the same way that's not your own? Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I say easy, but not not easy. But it's not it's not that uncommon. It's not that uncommon to have mixed families, to have adopted families, to have foster families. That there's genuine love that you love the same as you would your own kid. But like how do you know it's the same way that you love your own child? Well, because there's some uh, there's some families where literally some of them are adopted. So okay, but for are, you. Oh, for me. Oh, can I? Oh, uh, see, that's a different question. <laughs> that's a very different question. Um, honestly, honestly, I'd, I'd like to think okay. I can. I'd like to think I can. I'm not sure because I'm not in the situation. I think it'll be very dependent on the context as well. If the baby came with me after birth, me thinking that it's like this baby is mine, then yes, very easily raising this baby as though it was mine. If it's a case of me um, fostering or adopting, I would, I would like to believe that I can, because I would like to believe that I was, I had tried to prepare myself for this as much as possible. I may not, I may get into it and be like, oh, like, wow, this, this is a lot, especially if I foster or adopt um, a child which is older, um, where they, they've already had whatever life experience they've already had and I'm dealing with that as well as trying to raise this person into my household that will come with a lot of challenges um especially with them being around my other kids to be like yo I don't know what you're coming with and so I don't know how you're going to interact with my kids and so there's going to be a lot of suspicion around that from my part um so again I'm not particularly suspicious of my own kids um but yeah, in terms of um, in terms of um, a child coming in, like I, I have seen gems taking my eldest daughter and love her as though like she was her own. Um, obviously, there are limitations and stuff around it in terms of just practicalities and building relationships and stuff like that. But I try my best. Amen. Amen. So I, I have seen it demonstrated um, to the point where some sometimes my eldest daughter feels more comfortable talking to Gems about things than she does talking to me. I'm just like, oh, cool. That's dope. At least you're talking to someone. And there's someone that I know that I, I can vouch for and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I have seen it done. And I guess it, it very much depends on the context. Mm. I can't lie. I, I think yourself? it depends yeah, on... Yeah. I, I think it depends on on the child. Like, uh, like if I had to take like one of your kids and like raise them, I think it would be cool because <laughs> it's you guys. Isn't it? <laughs> but I think it was if it was something that was like put upon me, then I think in the back of my head every time they annoyed me, I was like, 
I should just dash this kid, you know. <laughs> That's it, mad. It, it is. It is like a special kind of grace for foster parents and adoptive parents that do it well. Mm. Mm-hmm. like it's it's because it's hard it's hard even like step parents like gems and stuff things are special grace and and you know i think god furnishes them with a special heart it's the same it's a similar reason why i couldn't go into like being a doctor or, or care or anything like that where you're literally even though it's your job you you are you are taking care of someone and you are investing like emotionally into helping people I just think I'm not I'm not wired like that. Like there's a reason why I like working with computers as opposed to working with people. Like, it's so easy to just be I don't care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very yeah. true. You know, yeah. you know, I, I I feel like I feel kind of like the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's different when it's your kid. Yeah. It's different when it's your kid. Because yeah. I remember like Sarah, we had to sleep this night and you know, she's crying, she's, you know, doing pooing and and, and it's like, you never once, you never, well, you know, I, I say that with the privilege of being in a situation where it's okay for me. I know there are some people that might struggle with that, but it's and I so guess much easier to give yourself. Yeah, and I guess it's different because she is the result of yeah. your love yeah, and the, the cultivation of that love between you yeah. and your wife. Yeah. And so you mm. like purposely made that decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. That's all right. That's all right. We did. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's like a, what they call it. Um, oh, what's the thing? You say you went um, to an accident. You're surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Mad. No, no, she was not. Uh, she was not uh, an accident. <laughs> If you could have to, you could have to, you know, prove it to us. Yeah, it is a tricky one. So, in your experience, what, what, what? If you had to define what it means to love a child, like if you had to put that into words, what would that mean? Mm. And and like that love, how can you then put, pass it on to a child that's not your own? In the same way. Mm. Uh, for me, there's because this person, well, speaking of my own child, this person didn't exist and didn't ask to exist, and I sort of brought them into being. Um, oh, that sounds so proud, but no, <laughs> um, you're here God, because I said you should be. <laughs> God gave them to me, uh, to steward. Um, but quite literally, through no fault of their own, they end up being my kid. <clears throat> I think it becomes more a matter of wanting to furnish them with everything that they would need to to thrive, you know, and. The, the idea of not just giving them fish but teaching them to fish is a big one in my head when it comes to loving a kid because mm. they leave with whatever you give them you know and, and their sort of infancy their beginning everything starts with your role as a parent and so that's sort of how I see it and the love is very much um, just giving them everything they need emotionally mentally education wise um so that they can go on and live fulfilling lives really 
Yeah, it's it's a mad one. I feel like having a kid is one of the most selfless and selfish things you can do. Especially if you choose to have a child. Selfless because you are choosing to, to create something to love. Hopefully if it's coming from a healthy relationship. And not just trying to get a counsel for that. Um, Come on. But selfish because it's like, bro, you know how messed up the world is. And you are choosing to bring another human being into this world. That's mad. That is wild. Um, and you're doing it because you want a baby. Not because the baby wants to be born. So there's, there's this tension between it. And even, even as Peter mentioned, there's like, and I think it's in The Prophet where it was saying, our kids are not our own. It's life's calling onto itself. And so we are the bow from which our children will be launched. Um, mm. We can't give our children our experiences, but we can release them from my experiences into their own. Um, and that's, that's almost the, the role of a parent, is to try to raise well-rounded individuals to be able to function in the wider world. And well, well-rounded includes knowing love knowing how to be appreciated, knowing how to maneuver different things, arguments, um, healthy relationships, in intellectual stuff, just to be well-rounded. Um, and that, that is the role of a parent. And I think recognizing that, that like multiplying and subduing the earth falls into God's call to humanity, both Adam and Eve and Noah. Um, and it's something that we are called to. And so I do think that it's, even whether the child is mine or not, biologically, from a Christian's perspective anyways, taking um, God's, the responsibility that God has given to us and learning to rely on his spirit to help us to love these children will challenge us um, by something that I do believe that even just, just, I feel like that's even being a part of a church to, in, a, in a healthy local church, to be able to love the children there, to be able to love the community as if this was family, um, because we are. Yeah, but this, this has gotten lofty and it's slightly moved away from the question. That's okay. It's a, it's a lofty question. It's very, it's very theoretical and, you know and you know i'm not a parent yet <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> oh there there were a couple times <laughs> but um yeah Lord. you know i don't think what, what if what if so um i mean you, you talk of a situation where a woman for 19 years has not known has been with parents and not known that they aren't hers what if for 19 years there's a kid out there that you don't know about that 
one day finds out, oh, hold on. <laughs> this is my dad. <laughs> what are you doing then? 19 years. So, so 11. <laughs> I was not in the position to be having kids at 11. <laughs> you were moving reckless. And back then, I was still into Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Beyblades and them things there, bro. Those were the Okay, okay. not 11, but since you... Lauren Bay's in the top card. Since, as soon as you turned sort of... um. Let's say 20. 20 sexually 21. active. Okay, whatever. What if there's this this there was an accident or there was a you know you thought things were cool, the lost contact, and then someone pops up on your day one day it's like, oh hold on, you've got a kid. Oh what by now I think do? I would know. <laughs> I would know. Um but oh. I guess I'd have a lot of explaining and a lot of apologizing to you. Mm. Like, I guess, yeah. I like wonder you, if you have to apologize though, because you didn't know. Yeah, um, an explanation is what I'm just like, yo, you would have a lot of explanation to do to me. <laughs> how are, are you, you coming? You keep this child for however many years. You know, like that. Don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah but then but then I think it's it's important for the child to hear my side of the story because like a mother can tell a child whatever. <laughs> mm, mm. Um facts. <laughs> and like even if even if like I didn't know that the child was there and I they've they were not to what 11, 12 years old, I would mm. want to apologize for not being in their life even if I didn't even know they were around. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. regardless of whether uh, I know yeah, because you being a wholesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> even though I because I would have still had a responsibility to, to to be a father, even if it wasn't given to me at that time. Mm. Mm. What would you do if your child wanted 11 years worth of child support? I'll say, bro, this is America, bro. <laughs> Keep your alimony <laughs> away. Um, no, but no, but if I had an 11-year-old, I would definitely make an effort to, 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 to be in a child's life as, as much as they would want me to. Because like at that point, I'm like a stranger. Like mm-hmm. as much as we might share the same blood, um, I'm no more of a person to them than the bus driver on the bus. Yeah, but, but no, but I, I definitely wouldn't want to cultivate a relationship because that's my seed. That's my that's my essence. That's that's my what's the, what's, what's the word? What's the word? Okay, okay, okay. It's just a sperm. That's that's what. my legacy. You know, that's that's like yo. This is you. You're the continuation. The sequel. Yo. Isn't that me? Ah. Oh, can't wait to be a father. I, I can wait, but I, I can't wait. Um, I said I can wait, but I can't wait. You know what? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, won't, I won't get into that story. Right now. Don't get to the story. Nah. <laughs> Wisdom is telling me not to, so yeah, so good. It's okay, bro. It's okay. There's, there's grace for lack of wisdom. <laughs> this uncircumcised Philistine. Yeah, it man sounds like the devil right there. What for saying there's grace? Yeah, there's grace for disobeying wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, there is. So because there's grace, shall we intentionally disobey? No, but yes. The answer is no. (laughs) 
Yeah. You know what? You know, I went to stop this because I, I, I don't like how people be, be, be pretending that they don't be sinning on purpose sometimes. And then when people say, go and sin, they're going to be like, nah, don't sin just because there's grace. Well, no, you don't, you don't sin on purpose. There's a difference between struggling with something and intentionally saying, yes, I know that there's grace for this. I know I'll be forgiven. Therefore, I'm going to do it. There's a big hear, difference there. I hear what Robert's saying. Look, sometimes there's just moments where you're like, effort. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's a struggle. No, that's a struggle. That's no, a struggle. it's it's not. No, it's it's if if it's not a struggle, then it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I get it. Of course, there there's instances where you're like, oh, or whatever. But unless you are taking the time to think about it and go like, now nah, I know if I do this, I can ask for forgiveness and I'll be fine. Therefore. I am going to do it. I think that's a different mindset. Yeah. And I, I think that's an uncommon mindset. No, I think I, I think no, I, I think it's more common than you than you'd recognize. I don't know. I've had I've had conversations with people, especially around election, where they're like, oh, so if I know God, I can kill someone and still go to heaven. I'm like, swear down. Yeah, but that's <laughs> there's a misunderstanding there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not wrong. <laughs> It's know. not wrong, though. No, it's a misunderstanding, though. It's a misunderstanding of what, what that it, is. It, it is wrong. It is wrong because... It's wrong. It, no, it's, it's, it, the action is wrong, but you can kill someone. You can to- kill someone and still go to heaven. So um, that's right. <laughs> but, but the thing is, what, what's wrong is even asking the question because it's almost asking, what can I get away with? There, there's this thing. I know there's only one unforgivable sin, but... <sighs> It says, if uh, I need to find the verse, because basically it says there is no sacrifice for intentional sin. And so I think it's it's a very sin. I think it was Paul that said it, that was like, um, they they essentially, no, 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 that's different. For those who knew Christ, who denied him, it's like they've um, put him up to public uh, crucifixion again. I think that's slightly different for what you're saying. Hebrews 10, 26. Let me get out um, a full Bible so I can read it in context, lest I be okay, cornered. So, okay, so what's Peter's doing that? So are we saying that if you see, if you see, if you see like a thousand pounds on a table at someone's house, if you say, oh, I shouldn't take this, but if I do, I know I'll be forgiven. That is worse than saying, oh, um, I see a thousand pounds. I'm going to take it. I know it's wrong. But I'm to... So, so, so it's the use knowledge of the grace that is there to cover the sin that no, it's, it's it, no, it's not just the knowledge of grace. It is if that becomes the reason, the impetus for doing. Yes, it. yes. There's there is a li- there's a there's a very honest struggle. If I am five hundred pounds in debt and I see thousand pounds on the floor. I know it's not mine and I know I could probably take it to some authority and it could get to the right person and I steal it because I'm it's a temptation and unfortunately I'm not necessarily in a good place it's it's not it's a struggle it's a struggle because to do the right thing there will hurt and that's what we're called to do we're called to die to self which hurts so fine but it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's a, it's, it's a factor of maturity. It's a factor of faith. It's a factor of so many different things. It's different from, 
I know that if I take this, there is grace. Therefore, therefore, because I can go and pray and then get forgiveness, I am going to do this. It's different. Oh, sorry. You know, the funny thing is some people actually say, God is blessing me. Like he he has seen my bedding and he has given me this thousand pounds. He's blessing me. We were talking about kids. And I think in the same way, there's a difference when a child just does something, you know, like Z knows I don't like her pouring water on the floor. And so when she's going to grab the water, she's, she's looking at me. And when I say no, and she's like, she's hesitant. When I move to go and take the water away, she's quickly like, <laughs> and it throws it on the floor. <laughs> she knows it's wrong. She knows it's wrong. She knows it's wrong. And she knows that she will get punished for it. But there's something about being a kid and being, um, you know, being inquisitive and being curious. <laughs> wanted to do. Do you know what? what? Yeah, that is something that I can picture you doing, Peter. I can just sort of picture you doing the thing. So it's like sometimes I have to ask myself, what, she, what she's really doing is being a child, being a. I want to play. It doesn't seem like there's anything else more important than me playing right now. Therefore, I'm going to play, and I know Daddy doesn't want me to do it. Therefore, I'm going to be quick and then do it so that I can play before that he gets me but she's a child now if Robert you were to do an equivalent thing to me I say I don't like I wouldn't want you to crash my car and you jump in my car and crash it we got beef and my reaction to you will be much different again you're going to be the victim of this podcast my reaction to you will be very different a lot more violent a lot more violent than my reaction to my daughter, if that makes sense. You wouldn't fight me if I crashed your car. If you did it intentionally, yeah, I would. Why would I intentionally crash your car? <laughs> this is the thing. Because <laughs> you know there's grace for forgiveness. No, this is the thing. And so, <laughs> so so the verse the verse I was looking at is 26, Hebrews 10, 26. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for those sins. And I think that speaking of someone who very knowledgeably understands that there is this grace and chooses because there is this grace to do something wrong, I think is a very, very different situation than us, you know, than, not, than, than struggling, than wanting to do something. And because but you don't think that person struggling as well, though? Sorry? Don't you think that person's struggling as well? Which is why they're, they're even weighing up in the first place. And so I don't think that's what this person's talking about. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. the person this verse is talking about. There's there's a difference between struggling with sin and willingly living in it. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, like, I will do this thing that I know isn't right just for bands. Mm. Um, and as opposed to, I don't actually want to do this. So it's, it's almost as Paul was saying, I think it's in Romans 7 or 8, the sin that I want to do, the sin that the thing I don't want to do is what I do, I do. And the things that I want to do are the things that I don't. Um, that, that wrestle where it's like, yo, I don't want to do this, but I find myself in this space yeah. doing it. Yeah. That wrestle is, is the struggle that we're talking about, where it's like God's grace is there. But when you're like, yeah. Gonna do the cinemas because quite bad for me, really. so it's just I'm just gonna live in this. Then, then it almost betrays the reality of for all those who Christ died for, that His Spirit dwells in them and the Spirit compels them 
to live a life that reflects him. It betrays that truth. And so the argument then is, does his spirit even live in you? Mm. Cool. Which again takes us back to election and them things there. But we won't go there. Mm. But yeah, I feel like the, yeah. I think we're enough to round up. And if anyone has any final comments they want to add. I think if you're listening to this, don't presume that if you fall or fail or sin or whatever that you are going to hell because there's no sacrifice for you. I think this is a very specific sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. for as long as we, you know, as long as we are being sanctified and we are, you know, being saved, the death to self will be something that we will continue to do until we see Christ and are made like imperfect. Otherwise it's a growth thing. Yeah. So it's don't worry like so much. There's a difference between the pastor who is like, intentionally um detouring the the the, the yeah, tithe yeah, into yeah. his own pockets yeah 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 or like or the pastor that is intentionally saying let me pray for you and put this seed of truth in you if you get what like i'm that. saying if you get like what that. i'm saying because they know the what they're doing way. they know <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing and i think that's different you know? in their hands yeah that that is different yeah. um yeah and i mean you can't accidentally do that as a pastor yeah. yeah um so yeah like people who are intentionally abusing yeah um what what's been given to them yeah, yeah that 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 is problematic but yeah and i'll, I'll just say like children are a blessing absolutely. absolutely they are a blessing the bible encourages us to to, to be fruitful and multiply, to, to fill our quiver, to fill our quiver with them. Um, Robin Hood things. You know, like that. But it's, yeah, they, they, they are a real responsibility. They do change and shape the household and your life. Um, and yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't take it lightly, whether you're in charge of your own or, you've inherited somehow another person's try to love them as we're called to love them amen amen may i go first you can so i have been going to a hot desk hot desk sometimes <laughs> that nearly came up um. <laughs> i've been going to a hot desk sometimes for work on Tuesdays because uh, on Tuesdays I normally go to the office but they've got a hot desk in uh, London so I can also go there um, and sometimes you need a dual well if you need a dual monitor setup then there is an app that makes you if you've got like a tablet you can use your tablet as a second monitor and the app is called 2mon 2 mon m-o-n um and it's it's super useful so when i go to the hot desk and it's just a desk and i don't have a second monitor i literally can hook up my tablet you hook up via usb it supports up to 4k um and then i've got a second monitor right there that i can use so that's my hookup is two mon se app it's an app for 
Android tablets. I think it's on iDevices as well. But if you've got an Apple tablet, you more than likely have an Apple MacBook. And I think Sidecar allows you to do that anyway. I was just um, about to throw that spanner in the works, but yeah. it's cool. You've done it. But if you're smart sidecar. with sidecar. your money and yeah. you have a Apple uh, product, Sidecar, it works over Wi-Fi. You don't need no cables. You can just sidecar the thing, take your tablet, go sit somewhere else. So long as you're within the distance and still continue doing your work. You see it. If you've got an Android tablet <laughs> and you like freedom and you don't want someone <laughs> to control your mind, then you can use this app. There you go. My hookup is another anime. So my, oh, for the past two weeks, I've done cartoons. Um, two weeks ago, I did um, Dororo. Dororo. And I said that would be hooking up another Amazon anime. Did you um, finish Dororo? I finished Dororo when I hooked it up. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, the way they ended it as well. Whew, they can they can definitely do another season. This, this week's hookup is Blade of the Immortal. There's a live action for that as well. Oh, flip it out. And uh, <laughs> the synopsis of this one, or the premise of it real quick, is just, um, this is um, Japan when samurais were still kind of like running around and doing their stuff. Nice. But there's this, there's this group, um, Itoriyu, who are like a band of renegade sword, swordsmen who want to kind of break away from the shackles of traditional swordsmen and samurais. And so they've started their own group and they're going around systematically killing the leaders of all the other sword schools. But they killed this one, this one man and raped his wife in front of their, their daughter. Oh. And the daughter is now like, I'm going to come get revenge. And so the daughter is struggling with not becoming like them, still remembering the father's legacy. Um, so we kind of follow this girl around. And the daughter has led to this guy who is immortal. He's got something called bloodworms, which means that whenever his limbs are cut off, he just has to attach the limbs back and the worms would literally just kind of chew it back into, into place. And it's a curse. So the only way to kill him is to like behead him. Um, so like yeah, Highlander. almost like Highlander. But bizarrely, this guy has like a bunch of swords in his body. So That's as he's fighting, he just like swords just come out of his arms, and then he fights with them. So yeah, it's that's why it's blade. It's them blade different types, mortal. different types of swords as well. Like yeah, a moon half moon type, yeah. like normal yeah. swords, like yeah. So, and so you see this guy like really like getting beaten to a pulp, but yeah. still just continuing fight because he's not gonna die. Um and just kind of seeing seeing all of these things happening. Yeah, so that is it, it's a good, it's a good watch, but it's 18. It's 18. There's a lot of um sexual violence, there's a lot of just violence in general, nudity, adult content. Um, so yeah, the live action is toned down a bit. I think you can find the live action on Google Play, okay. Google Play movies. Yeah. yeah, this this one, but they they don't they don't hold back. They really don't hold back. There's there's no like full on nudity or anything like that. Um, but this is very much just like geishas and brothels and all of them things. There, and it's just woven right into the whole the whole storyline. Girls are just like 
being sold into prostitution and everything like that. Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting just being aware of the culture. Um, whereas like a dad will get into debt and then just send his wife to go to the to the brothel to go earn some money to pay off his debt. Like it's just catch. But yeah, it's it's interesting. So hustle right there. Um, <laughs> pimp. Oh, my hookup is an Instagram page, um, Ghanaian Food Network. Okay, and yeah, and, and they just in the roots. Well, they just be showing um all the different foods and like the pages it's coming from, and the food looks so buff. It is so beautiful. I I just be scrolling through and just looking at all the food, looking like wow. They show you how to prepare. Um no, I think it's just pictures. I think some might show you how to prepare it, but I think it's mostly just pictures. But it's looking wonderful. Yeah, I don't know how to make some more Ghanaian dishes though, so maybe I'll look into it. Get back to my roots, get to the culture. Everyone on this call make jollof. No. Yeah. You can't make jollof. No. If I Google that I could, but I can't just like go to the kitchen. Um, so like, Google's not actually like, you know what to be fair nowadays the first time I made yeah. it I, I googled the recipe exactly but what's your problem Google's gonna give you some cook, but it's not Google came correct <laughs> but then I, I spiced it up I spoke to my mum she gave me some secret ingredients yeah, that's it, that's that the Google one. didn't do that's I was just like yeah so I've got some ingredients in the cupboard right now that Google didn't even put me onto the you must don't follow Jamie Oliver's recipe <sighs> That he said if he want, if he want a bit of spice, put half a scotch body in the thing. <laughs> Jamie Oliver did that was dirty boy. Even <laughs> with, with, the, with the jerk, the jerk thing. Yeah. Um, that was a big did, deal. Did you see when he made egg fried rice and Uncle Roger was ripping into him? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's doing every culture dirty, boy. Every culture. That's cultural appropriation to my mat. Um, it's crazy. You, the only thing he's missing is a Kenty cloth that would have just been the cherry on the icing. And you know, the funny thing is, white people will try the recipe, they'll be like, Oh, this is amazing! No, like that. Uh, I've never seen such flavors before. That man be buying just because you don't use paprika. <laughs> we went around the world stealing all the spices, <laughs> just you put them in the cupboard. <laughs> you know like use. Just salt and pepper, and sometimes not even pepper. <laughs> you know what? Do you know what? Yeah. When I was in when I was in college, this this boy with his whole chest said in a multi ethnic classroom, "If you use salt to cook, you're not a good cook. You don't need salt to bring out the flavors." People almost slapped him. <laughs> yeah, like, my mom don't cook with salt. Everyone was just like, "We know why." <laughs> but yeah, it was mad. He said it with his whole chest. Even the teacher looked at him sideways. You need to get invited for a cookout. Nah, nah, I don't. Nah, I don't. Now, what's this spicy? What's this? Come in. <laughs> Obviously. Anyway, mm. um, shout out to Richard Intro Outro Music. Yeah. Have a turn up for the Ordering Image logo. Find us on Twitter at Furnace UK. Instagram, TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfans.com.uk. That's not ready. <laughs> you can find us at sound.soundcloud.com forward slash the Furnace no apostrophe 
on all good podcast websites and apps. That's it. Fans with an apostrophe. And that's it. Oop. Cool. And this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Black. No, okay. I don't know what that was, but yeah. <laughs>